And Basil, uh, pronouncing your last name, it's Infera, right? No. No, how do you say it? <laughs> Infernal. It's Infera. Infera. Okay, thank you. You can, you can just say Basil, though. There's only <laughs> so many of us. Thai or Italian? Um, you know, Italian. I, I couldn't really Italian? think of anything that clever to say. I speak the third best Italian. Bonjour, <laughs> <Bunch> no. <laughs> Inglorious bastards. Fucking great movie. True. It's a podcast about Age of Sigmar. Three Canadian dudes and a talented Canadian gal. They have 10,000 takes, but rarely any are good. They record all the time, but we're not sure they should. It's Party at the All Points. Yeah, don't you think? It's Party at the All Points. Take a drink. It's got Dayton getting your name wrong. Tristan referencing Bulls basketball and Nicole finding obscure Canadian songs and I'm just fantastic guy. Hello party people and welcome to Party at the All Points, your place for posting and toasting the Age of Sigmar. I'm your undead life of the party, Tomb King Tristan. Tonight, a stone cold classic episode on this our 106th. We will be talking about all the friends, enemies, and misplays we've made along the way going to and watching from the far west or eastern coast of Canada of LVO. Joining us tonight, we have Reese Deadass Robbins, voted number one in high school for that booty, and Basil Inferrera, a man who I know for sure has a very supple head of hair now <laughs> guys how you doing reese how you doing i'm very well thank you that's excellent well it's, it's a pleasure to have you sir and your and that booty that i cannot see on screen and basil how you do i'm doing very well as well um and i appreciate the the hair comment it was very sweet dude it, that last cut looked stunning and i always think you look like an absolute <laughs> christ-like figure so at least that's in that's my mind no, sorry. I'm usually, whenever I'm getting dressed or at the hairdresser, I'm like, Jesus is the <laughs> inspiration. Jesus is the inspiration for the season. Yeah. For all seasons. I like it. And Day Day, how you do? Uh, I used to have a handle on life and then it broke. <laughs> Moving on. All right. Uh, first things first. <laughs> Shout out to all you party people listening to the show. And please smash that like, subscribe, rate five stars. And I don't know, throw the friggin' monkey from the train. I got nothing. Um, please uh, give a little bit of a small golf clap to the super producer, Nicole Obrey. She who bakes. Yay. She does excellent work. And I'm a big fan. Big fan. Big fan. She's in Ninjon's YouTube video. A lot of people I know are in that YouTube's and a, a guy playing in a sports coat playing 40k. Like, what are these dorks? No idea. Come on. Set out of the game system. And thanks Cheers. for making me drink. You're welcome. I'm going to drink too. Shouts to Spiral Brewing. Or whatever ah, you have to think from. Episode 106, Tristan. It's going to be talk about some AOS and LVO again because we can't get enough of it. Because no, it's it was a really a hot topic. It turns out it was like one of the largest tournaments ever for AOS. So that's pretty cool. The largest? 
The largest. <laughs> the largest. That's true. Don't un- don't undersell this man. He's put a lot Laked, of work into Laked it. Late and girth, Dayton. Thank you very much. In that two weeks, we saw the two biggest AOS tournaments, and yours capped out CanCon, but CanCon was the largest up in the Nelvio. Oh, was true. it really? In Australia, yeah. they managed to beat us. So no, wow. no, no, can't, no, no. So before they set a, yeah, they set the record. <laughs> And then you guys broke their record that they set the uh, week gonna, before. A week after. You know what? Add 100 because it's Australia. You have to brave another time zone, the bottom half of the planet, and poisonous animals. We'll give them an honorary victory. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. The uh, national Reese. language is screaming. <laughs> I'm pr- that's why they're able to communicate so well in the halls. Um, but they, uh, they're probably just going to put it up another 100 people next year, Reese. So I... I'm thinking you're gonna have to step up your game. Just yes. saying, just saying I, 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 you can't really compete with the Aussies, man. That's tough. But I, 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 that's genuine. Like you know, good for them. That's genuinely impressive. Mm. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. So Reese, have you recovered in the two weeks, or however yeah. long? I don't know how long it's been. Um, three weeks. Three weeks. So, I mean, yeah, sort of like the, the LVO is like giving birth, you know, except for I've never given birth. So it's what I imagine giving birth is like. It's like when it's, you used to get those SED tests and they used to stick the Q-tip in your pee hole. Right. Yeah. Right. That, they don't do that anymore. They don't, they oh, don't they do don't? that anymore. No. Oh, no. these kids these days are so lucky. I know, right? That's so much easier, man. It's blood uh, test and urine. That's it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, man, it's nothing. Go oh get tested gosh. tomorrow. Go for it. Go some yeah, I'm, in a, I'm in a relationship now. I don't have to worry Treat about yourself. That Treat um, yourself. Because <laughs> before in the old days too, it wasn't even, a, it was a dude. It was like an old dude who was like looking at you scornfully while he shoved something. It was and rough, then he had, man. And then he hands you a Bible and you can leave it. Yeah, exactly. Shame. He was like, you know what Jesus would do? Not that. You'd probably not get this many. Uh, moving on. <laughs> It quacks like a duck, walks like a duck. It's probably herpes. All right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, but yeah, Reese, uh, so how have your last three weeks been? Have you recovered? Have you been able to look at, I don't know, the world again? Yeah, it's been, uh, after, like, the lead up to it is, like, absolutely draining. Uh, it's 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 a fantastic amount of work. Um, yeah. Afterwards is really, really, like, if you've ever run a marathon or, or done a triathlon, no, nope. I watch my po- wife do it. Uh, well, she's, <laughs> there's a thing called post-race fatigue, and it takes a long time to like get back to normal. Um, and like I was telling you guys uh, pre-filming, I feel today was the first day where I woke up and I felt like good, but I haven't got, I haven't like, I went on one walk since the LVO. Like I haven't touched a weight, um, <laughs> so I probably put on like ten pounds, you know, but. Um, I, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good today. I had a really productive day, so I feel good about that, but it is extraordinarily draining. It's, it's really difficult. Well, good for you, man. Nice, nice to see you're able to get, finally get through the fog and clear and like get your shit back together. It yeah, takes we, a while. It does. And we just sent the truck just left the shop to Cherokee open today, <laughs> right? Like some up. of the, some of the guys, some of the, like, thank God they're younger uh they already are on the road again to do it to do it all over again so running running events is a young man's game for sure (laughs) yeah that sold out too didn't it 
for AOS. It did. It yeah. blew. It blew up. Yeah. It's uh, for AOS. I believe it's almost 90. 40k. It's like two, almost 280. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of other games too. I think Anthony's going to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Rumor, yeah, boy. Rumor, rumor has it. Yeah. Um, is that the one that's like an hour away from the airport, but is still so sick that you? Yeah. Like, is that right? Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. So... That you get ninety people for that. We, 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 when we when we plan events, uh, first of all, thank you. And when we plan events, we look at the map and we do like, okay, how many major metros are within driving distance of the event? Yeah. And um, that one, like North Carolina, is like remarkably close to a bunch of major metropolitan areas. Mm-hmm. So it's not like for fly-in, it's a little bit of a pain in, in the ass, but for driving, it's not at all. And it's okay. in one of the most beautiful locations you could imagine. It's it's absolutely stunning. Um, and if you have a significant other that likes to do mountain biking or hiking or whatever, like it's a, a just a beautiful location. So we're not surprised that it blew up, but everybody else was. Everybody else who we talked to was like, why are you doing a, an event in BFE? And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, well, it's well, a, it's a reasonable drive from like so many cities. It's you know, we, we wouldn't have done it if we didn't think it had the potential to be big. Well, yeah, um, it's just it's it's pretty cool to see that actually like play out for you guys. To manifest, I know, yeah. like for me, it's like every event that I think about, it's like okay, where's the airport? Because I have to yeah. fly to everywhere. Um, except so you, for maybe you the live one on Pete's an island. Through. Yeah, I li- well, thanks, Dayton. Thanks. Yeah, I'm not gonna take the boat. <laughs> You almost could though. <laughs> it's on the Carolina, so. Yeah. But yeah, it's a long ass sale. Because we we've done a ton of market research, and then like you know, a free pro tip for anybody out there: not that many people travel long distance, as a as a representation of proportionally of a of an event. Most people drive, so. Like, don't be intimidated. Like, if you found a really cool venue to run an event at, just go for it, right? Like. As long, I mean, well, let me qualify that statement. If, <laughs> if it's in uh, Saskatchewan or something like that, maybe not. But wow, so glad. If, yeah. if there's a reasonable, <laughs> if there's a reasonable amount of people that live within, uh, eh, call it five to eight hour driving radius, you're probably going to be okay. You know, so chill. Don't don't feel like you have to do it in a major metro. You don't you don't have to. Do it in a fire hole in the mountains. Yeah, t- yeah, totally. Yeah, it's an easy. That's a solid, easy drive for everybody, Dayton. Yeah, who's it? <laughs> it's like fucking snowing like four feet right now. Yeah, yeah, maybe not that. Maybe not. Or, or in the summer, or maybe do it in the summer. You know. Yeah. Back yeah, tire this time Reese will remember his passport. <laughs> and, our, and our prize support includes tire chains and jumper cables. That was <laughs> so battery. fucking embarrassing, man. Like I still can't. <laughs> Uh, I died. I was I at the died. desk. I was at the desk, and the lady like saw the look of terror and panic on my face. She oh, was yeah. like, "Step out of line and collect yourself and come back." And I was like, "There's no coming back. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way." Oh my god, dude! <sighs> Just trying to fly into a different country with, you know, your it wallet. It was during COVID. It was during COVID, dude. And I was yeah. That's tough. Yeah, you, you, had, you had a bunch of other stuff. Are you on beer two already? 
but yeah, what a snap. I haven't dude. talked much, okay? You guys are talking a whole lot. I need to... That was like radio perfect can opening there, buddy. <laughs> That's true. I wish it was a text message notification on my phone. Hey, we can cl- listen, we can clip that. Be perfect. There you go. Basil, you can use that in your next bit. Speaking of Basil, how's he been? Yeah, Baze, what's up um, with you? Nothing. Uh, I have Romestone <laughs> coming up in a couple weeks here. Oh, yeah. So I've been trying to figure out what I want to. Um, I've been kind of out of it since LVO. So, like, I really haven't played the new GHB very much. And it's a lot different. And Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. I'm not thrilled <laughs> about it. Oh, babushka. <laughs> But I'm only I'm not thrilled about it very selfishly because it means I have to like figure things out again and you know who wants yeah. to do that. Um, well, to be fair, you did put a lot of work into the last one. You know, I try. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been I've been messing around with a lot of Seraphon lists and mm-hmm. haven't really been loving it. So I think oh, I might no. just uh, yeah. It's I'm not gonna say it's hard because it's Seraphon, but it could okay, be a lot space. easier. That's all I'm saying. Is I could yep. play a different army that I don't know as well at all and it still would be a lot easier. Um yep. not, not not that that's why people should do things, but I've been playing Seraphon for a really long time and it's like even like you know, lists that aren't very good. Like you're doing a lot of stuff and a lot of phases and blah blah. So it's just like doing five games of that a lot of the time is like pretty mentally taxing, even if you mm-hmm. do bad. So like you can like do perform poorly and still at the end of the day, you're like, wow, I'm just tired. Yeah, dude, exhausted. Yeah. Brain is all fucking sponged out. So yeah. I had a buddy nope out of a Seraphon game just well today. Yeah, today they were just like, I, I think I just have to go. <laughs> Yeah, dude. We're just not doing it's this a lot, anymore. man. Yeah, but you know that happens. But I think Basil, I have complete faith that you will be able to get something that absolutely destroys. So yeah, and I think it'll be uh, it'll be fun to play something different, even you know if I don't know it that well. Um, what are you thinking uh, about for your other options? <laughs> so I'm thinking about playing three Frostals and Stonehorns. <laughs> because i feel like and please correct me if i'm wrong i feel like i can probably just push that whole lot of monster right into someone's face and it's gonna be just devastation and that sounds like poodles of fun half of my night hunt list half my night hunt list thousand points couldn't deal with one stone art it was fucking stupid wow sucks to suck and they have that really fun. I mean, and it's just like it's a lot of movement, it's a lot of damage, it's a lot of mortal wounds, it's a lot it's of, a lot like, of resilience. Resi- so it's like it does a lot, and like there's something like very empowering about that. Um, so yeah, pretty sick. <laughs> the moral of the story is, I want to push monster trucks around. Uh, vroom vroom, zoom zoom, and Mazda trucks. It's, over it's here. a thinking man's army. That's what it is. You know, so I, I, I would never, I would never downplay like any kind of skill it takes to be good at an army because I think it's always, you know, hard uh, to do something well. Yeah. Um, but I think so, and I, and I think it's an army that 
probably has a pretty low floor or sorry, high floor is what I'll say is like the, the you know, it's just, it's a really good war scroll. So like, you're going to yeah. get value out of that kind of, and, even if you do silly things. In this GHB, there's not too many objectives that are all over the place. So it's like, oh, I go to the middle with my big monster trucks and I drive over you and squish you with my gigantic tires. Yeah, it's a lot of like three and four. And it's like even with four, you can hold two and like not go down because you'll mm -hmm. just be like even with the other person. Um, it's good. So yeah, I, I didn't. Know. So whenever date. Whenever I heard that you were going to be on the show, I didn't think this was going to be the start of your villain arc or the fact that you were going to start a beef of Tom Guan telling him he's a terrible uh, Warhammer player. But oh, I'm here for it. I'm I would never I would never say that. Tom beat me um, at Neverwinter quite badly with Ogres. So, I mean, it is partially his fault. Definitely. He did tell me, he did tell me <laughs> when I asked him what to do. I was like, Tom, what do I play in Neverwinter? And he was mm -hmm. like, you should play Ogres. So, I mean... So we we'll just blame Tom. We're just, we're, yeah, this is great. I'm no, I, would, I, would, I would never blame Tom time. for anything. He's much too lovely. He won okay. the Lone Star Open today with ogres. Yeah, he did. With coincidence, with, uh, total coincidence. <laughs> nothing to do with my decision whatsoever. <laughs> I made it. I made the never decision sway you. many minutes before Tom won. It was independent. Yeah, it was an independent thought in round five of that tournament. <laughs> it's like in the closing, <laughs> closing <laughs> seconds of round five, I thought to myself, hmm, I might play ogres. Not bad. Okay, buzzer beater decision. Boom. We're in. Perfect. Uh, well, that's Dependus Base. I love that for you. Um, I'm really excited to see what you do with this. I love the way that you did up your last army, and I love hearing about how your games go. So I'm stoked. Cool. Well, thank you. I'm stoked too. It means I'll have to buy you new dice, though, Basil. That's true. It does mean new dice day. It is new dice day, which is pretty tight. We all love new dice. What kind of dice are you going to get? Um. So I I use the same dice. I'm, oh, I'm you like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a like get a bunch of new dice people person. Um, <sighs> Cut the feed. I, sorry. I, <laughs> I have my dice that I use and those are the dice I use. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. Uh, artistic I mean, they, they direction for the fine. artistic direction? What kind of artistic direction we got going on here? Um See, oh, oh, I'm describing my dice on your podcast. This is what's happening. Um, so, <laughs> so here's here's what I do. I have 20, I have 29 small black dice with white pips because they're easy to read. Yeah, the perfect dice, yes. And then I have 30 metallic <laughs> dice with black pips because they look cool, and they're in three separate metallic shades. And oh. I roll all of those together mm -hmm. for my, my my skink shooting. Oh, you son of a bitch. Because it's 30 dice. <laughs> Just like that. That's how it goes. That's how it sounds. Also, 29. Did you lose one? I did, actually. I did. <laughs> all right. I, I did. Love it. You can't quit these dice. 29 it is. You know? I feel it's like I owe them to a certain extent. Crazy. These Tristan, how people. you been, man? I haven't talked to you in a week. What's going on? <laughs> and that, and that, people, was a del delightful dice discussion. I found it delovely. Uh, 
Thanks, Faze. That was great. Um, so, Dayton, we haven't talked. Um, I've been pretty good. I'm still recovering from playing basketball today. So I'm like just can't cantankerous and sore and like got a whole bunch of like weird muscle feelings in my legs. Um, but other than that, pretty good. I got a great game in this week with my buddy Fraser. We had never played before. We kind of like did that orbiting thing for about five or six years where we played everyone else in the community and just talked absolute shit against each other the entire time. Uh, but we finally got a game in and Fraser failed four nine inch charges right off the rip um, to get into my army with a whole bunch of his important night hunt units. And then um, then I tabled him and it was great. It was a great game. I'm obviously a much better Warhammer player than he is because he sucks. And uh, he's listening to the show now, which is also excellent. That's great. After, after that nice shout out I gave him last week, I absolutely fucking drubbed the son of a bit gun. So it was great. And um, as a sicko, I've been working on a Tomb Kings battle tome and I got it to the point where it's going to be uh, playable. And I'm going to be releasing that after working on a little bit of art and making it look all pretty like um, next week. So I'm excited to talk about that more next week and some of the other fun little things that are going to be happening with that. So I'm pretty and Beast of Chaos. We should talk about Beast of Chaos next week too. Thanks for listening to me, Dane. It really shows that you listened really hard. Yeah, I was. I was going off your conversation. You're great. You're... <laughs> Just wait for you to finish. Here we go. Reese, Reese, do you still have your Beast of Chaos or what? Um, I do actually. Oh, Reese, they're good now. Yeah, they're good now. I mean, they're good yeah, before. Well, <laughs> I need to have time to now. to play to play a game of any sort. Right. But that, thank you. That sounds good. serious what's it going to take to get you to play age of sigmar again i would love to play i just have i just haven't had time i haven't had time like it's not just for age of sigmar i haven't had time to play anything like the last i played uh one 40k mini tournament in the last like seven months bro that's 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 literally that's literally it it's fun to be an adult Yay! Yay. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was playing MCP a ton, and that that's a absolutely brilliant game. Um, but then the gaming group I'm in all went on to like Necromunda and then D and D three point five, and I what was like, fuck? "All right, it's an interesting." Yeah, I'm not arc. going on that. I'm not going on that journey, guys. I got shit <laughs> yeah. to do. That's dark. That's real dark. I did pre-order Shatterpoint. Shatterpoint looks fucking amazing. Yeah, it looks amazing. Shatterpoint. I don't know what that is. It's MCP, but Star Wars Legion. But Uh, back in the Clone Wars, it's it's MCP, but Star Wars. Star Wars Legion is Star Wars plus 40k. Right, right. Shatterpoint is Star Wars plus MCP. But it's set in the Clone Wars. It looks, it looks amazing. Like it looks so good. Atomic Mass can't do it wrong right now. They're uh, they're doing well. It's the it's the best uh, mines from War, uh, War Machine that are now making games with brilliant IPs and Shatterpoint's going to be huge. Like that, unless they absolutely fuck it up, that game's going to be huge. Crazy. The, the fact they did a pre-order like this far out is pretty crazy too. So, got to gauge, got to gauge yeah. that interest. Yeah, sure do. Crazy man. Right. Well, can't wait for LVO Shatterpoint. Uh, that's going to be great. AOS going to be kicked back to the small hall or whatever the hell it's going to be. It's going to be all no, Shatterpoint. You guys, you guys are you guys graduated up to the big boys, dude. I see how but it is. 
MCP at LVO had 200 fucking players, man. And that's that game is in year what, three? Yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah, they, they, they 200 people a... with a wait list. We and like people begging to be to to get in, and like when you have a good game with a good uh, good IP, like you can't miss, man. It's it's a. Love they that. had a whole well, uh, invitational thing too, which was really cool. That's yeah. cute. So how about we I take a little complain. break, and then we can come back and just dive right into like LVO peppering and whatnot. Sound good? Great. Excellent. All right, uh, Basil, what song should we listen to on the way out? Oh, God, you can't do this to me. I know, I can't. All right, we're just <laughs> going to pick whatever Nicole says. Yes. Sounds good? Nicole, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Save it. <laughs> Welcome back to Party at the All Points. Welcome to the premier Age of Sigmar podcast on the interwebs, brought to you by a couple of guys from Canada, an island, an invisible man named Basil, and myself, <laughs> the oldest man in 40K. Enjoy. Have fun. Uh, you got, that's you a got, drink. That's yeah. a drink. You reference a space game. So on this podcast, we drink a beverage every time we have a brief Imagine moment the... of... Uh, uh, what's the word? Dementia? Yeah, thank you, Dayton. Yeah, well, so, we can't all be the oldest person in Age of Sigmar because we were all there when it was born. Mm. So it's a, a that doesn't mean shit. Shout, shouts about pizza now. We're all the oldest. This has only got me beat by like a month anyways. Yeah, whatever, you fogey. Yeah. No, I don't. You're way younger than me, Dayton. No. Please, please be younger than You no. look 10 years younger than I'm, me. So. I'm 42 in a month. So. Wow, that Canadian lifestyle is uh, something I need to get on. The, the air is a little better up here, I guess. Can't the believe glowy, you just told Reese he looks like shit. The glowy skin. Yeah, well, well we all look uh, like shit next to Basil. So. Yeah, that's why True. I don't put my picture up. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect for all of our uh, video <laughs> listeners. But yeah, so but yeah. Um, let's talk about the LVO. It seems like it was a good time. I don't know. I definitely had an incredible amount of FOMO, and like I was foaming at the mouth, and it was bad. Because it seemed like this year was an absolute fucking blast. Like, a whole bunch of our buddies ended up being on the same flight together. Right, Basil? Like, you ended up flying out with how many people you know? Uh, yeah, there was... So, I, well, I flew out with Joe. We, like, we knew we were yeah, uh, flying you out guys together. And then we found out that Marcella and Sean were going to be on the same flight. So sick. That was nice. Yeah, the, the flight there, very uneventful. It was wonderful. I love that for you. Just a nice, chill time being chill. Yeah. It was um, compared to the the way back. It was 
genuinely a delight. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that sounds janked. We'll get to that later. <laughs> it snowed. Yeah, it snowed in Vegas, which is a rare event. And uh, What the f- that's so crazy. I should have I should have loaded a picture up of my house. Like it looked, it looked like it it could have been Dayton's house. Yeah. What? Interesting. That's weird, dude. That happened That's two crazy. years ago though, too, when I flew into Elvio and there was snow in the mountains. I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh, it follows you. Yeah, that's true. <gasps> Dayton has a curse of the Everwinter. I'm, I'm old man snow. <laughs> yeah, the poop of yeah, now. That claymation. Yeah, there we go. But anyways, hey. Reese, you got you guys did a FLG survey to all the AOS peoples, and uh, you got a response. So we did. <laughs> you got a response, and and how did it treat you? How'd it go? Because I know you shared that with us a little bit earlier today, and it seems like uh, uh, might be something worth talking about. It went extraordinarily well, which is always nice. Uh, in this business, you know, you get a lot of criticism, so, um, which is fair. People pay money and they take time away from work and family to come play games and they want to have a great time. And if they don't, it's totally valid and fair to be vocal about not getting the experience that you paid for. So we always take it with a grain of salt. Um, but the AOS feedback was extraordinarily positive and I'm really happy to, to share that. Um, because love to see it. Yeah. Our, 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 the whole team at frontline is really dedicated and we're all here because we care about what we're doing and, uh, to get the kind of feedback we got puts a smile on our faces and it makes us feel like validated for the insanely difficult task that it is to run a 5,000 person event. Um, Bonkers. So how many people yeah. did you end up having at LVO for everything? To, to, oh, honestly, I don't know the actual amount of people that showed up. Um, yeah. I know registration, I know registration, um, yeah. but we, we don't actually like track every person that walks through the door. Um, but it was like between four and 5,000 people. Uh, that's that were bonkers. There. Yeah. The only event Honkers. that's above us that's similar is Adepticon. And then, of course, there's there's Gen Con, which is on an entirely different level. But mm. but that's uh, an entirely Gen- different thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Gen-, Gen Con is more of like a... Uh, it's like the Comic Con of tabletop gaming. For you know, board it's gaming not, and all that stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the tournaments of Gen Con, not to throw shade at anybody, but they're they're not the same thing. People don't no. go to Gen Con to go That's play their in a focus. tournament. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. yeah. It's very much a, like getting the I don't know where I was going with that, but like it's just just like getting the uh not so much the players together, it's more about getting the It's a convention. Ideal. Yeah. It's, it's, it's more of a yeah. convention where you go and you get uh new games and everyone promotes what they're doing and yada yada. Yeah. And it's fucking awesome and I'm, I, I, we aspire to that. It, some point in the future but gen con is on year like 36 or some shit yeah. so you you aspire to be able to boss around indianapolis or a similar size city at one point in your life that's, that's insane, the dream right that's insane <laughs> that's the that the gen con dictated policy in that yeah. city right but anyway not to go into so weeks sick. but um so the the feedback from aos specifically which 
was the biggest, to my knowledge, the biggest AOS event in the world, which is something we're incredibly proud of. Yeah. Um, was just overwhelmingly positive. And the, the AOS crowd, I don't know what it is like, and I'm not trying to, uh, stereotype or, <laughs> or make generalizations too much, but let's see where this goes. <laughs> they, they tend to be happier and mm-hmm. have better painted armies. And, and like, I don't looking. know what it is, but that like in my, in my, uh, anecdotal experience, that's certainly been the case that people that play AOS, like their army looks amazing and they're having the most fun in the whole convention. <laughs> so yeah, checks I out. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about your community that, that fosters that, but keep doing what you're doing. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a fun club called Tough Crowd that really tries yeah. to. <laughs> it's 100% driven. And, and, the new, and the new saying, uh, five new friends, not five, though. It just started. Just started. Just started, yeah, last month. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is, but like in, in fantasy in the old days, uh, fantasy players typically had much better painted armies. Um, not always better sportsmanship. Like the game didn't, I think, support that. But that's whatever. a really nice way of putting it. Yeah, yeah I'm, trying be, <laughs> I'm trying to be politic. Here. I was gonna say you're in politics. I got asked to run for uh, office this week, you but I think do maybe it. you should do that. Yeah, but you live on an island with how many people? Um, natural, natural defenses. One hundred thirty thousand. Yeah. All right. Well, that's significant. Yeah, it's so, fine. Yeah. Congratulations! Gonna, I got to asked you. to run for public office. That was that was a funny that was a funny text message. I appreciated it, but still, um, that's wild, dude. Yeah, it was it was amazing, and and we're genuinely uh, proud of of what we pulled off, considering some of the headwinds that we were facing. Uh, yeah. If you guys. Do we, if we want to go through some yeah. of the poll results, like we, we can skip great. some or, or whatever. You guys, like asked you, guys. Some, you guys asked what, like how many questions, like eight, eight or 10? Quite a few. Yeah. We try to gather as much data as possible because um, we literally use the feedback polls as like the playbook for the next year. Makes sense. So anybody, anybody that doesn't answer it, please do. Like re- I literally read every single response. Um and I remember who says mean thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I write your name down. You get put in my little ledger. Have you ever seen uh, Billy Madison when he puts the lipstick on? He's like crossed off my kill list. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, a thousand percent. I'm not. I'm not kidting. No, I'm just Joseph that's M. Steve, Pagano, you're that was next. Steve Buscemi, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> so it's good. hard not to take it personally because we try so hard to make it good, and when people are mean, you're like. Fuck you. And when, yeah, well, and then when they were specifically like, I loved everything except for Reese's suit. Like that's that's personal. That's death. <laughs> like that's John Wick level. Your whole family's on the line. What just for your fucking Moore suit? Damn. Yeah. Um. Well, I take pride in that. Those are tailor-made suits, my friend. Sick. <laughs> as as Tristan's wearing a basketball jersey with a t-shirt. Damn on. right. I have a nice t-shirt shirt on. Like, this is normal me nor- uh, you know public yeah, facing is I was gonna say I think you're wearing your own company's hat uh, you're wearing a screen printed Voltron shirt yeah <laughs> it's perfect this is, it's perfect. I, this is me in my uh, natural environment natural state um, 
So uh, a good point of data was how many events did you attend FLG or otherwise? And it's really interesting to see how much this has changed over time. Because, oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like 40K, uh, which, yeah, you know, space great. games are lame. But <laughs> the five the five plus category was the dominant category, which is crazy because uh, in the old days, it was like two. Yeah. And when two. I say the yeah. old days, I, I mean less than 10 years ago. Yeah, easily. Yeah. That's wild to see that yeah. big a shift and seeing like how much events have taken hold, at least have created a class of people that now are event attendees. That people are hungry, man. All these. Why do you yeah. think we have an audience? <laughs> well, they're, thir- they're thirsty. Mostly maybe. Bud. Good question. Yeah, it's, oh. it's, it's a true story. It's, it's Bud. Bud. That is Best wild. Like the Bud. Yeah. It, and, like, it's... It's an interesting data point because it was not long ago that the average person traveled to maybe one or two events and that was it. And when I say travel, it wasn't getting on a plane. It was driving in a car. Mm -hmm. So the the shift has been, it's been dramatic in how many more people are willing to go to another event outside of their own local area. And by local, I mean, you know, sub two hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's. I think it's interesting because looking at the data here, there seems to be a large, con- like the biggest contingent is the five or more. But then you get a pretty big contingent where it's like, I've gone to one tournament or zero, and this is the tournament that I'm going to, which I think speaks yeah. well to like how LVO is set up to be an inviting place to go. But it's wild to me that like if you combine one and zero, it gets cranked up to like the second highest. Well, one is like the second highest amount. So it's like people go to two tournaments a year. They go to whatever the hell is close to them and LVO in my mind. But that's that's cool. Hey, Basil. Yeah. Yes, sir. How many tournaments did you attend last year? <laughs> um, I think I went to 10 was the final Gee. count. You're in the 1%, bro. <laughs> He's in my heart. <laughs> but we want to turn that into the 10%. <laughs> Basil, does, does, Basil does make a lot of money. Yes, that's true. No. <laughs> This is a rumor that I will officially squash right here. What type of squash is it? Butternut, of course. Nice. Yeah, it is. Butter D's ones. Um, Hello. In the the old days, uh, because right now the plurality is uh, five or more. Yeah. In in the beginning of the ITC, the plurality was one. And the second biggest group was two. So the average That's, ITC yeah. participant went to one event. The mm-hmm. second largest group was two. And now it's the inverse. And yeah. it's, it's been a, a remarkably short period of time that that's happened. And that's why we've seen this explosion of independent events. And I'm, I'm not saying it's because of the ITC. Obviously, we're a contributing factor, but it, we, we're, we're in a different world, right? Like when we mm-hmm. were kids playing these games in our basement with books and shit that that's not the world we live in anymore and no it's exciting it's it's exciting to see the growth and did you see a plur like see that switch happen whenever you guys also started doing more events because i remember like being uh not not quite as elder as dayton here but listening to like flg podcasts and hearing about like the bao the um the one that used to be on a battleship or whatever the hell you guys did. Um, that, no, that wasn't us. That wasn't was, you? Okay. Uh, 
that was the grand wad and that was prior to us okay yeah so i just remember hearing about like basically like a couple of tournaments but now you guys have switched on to what how many events you got on this year eight we have eight and the crazy thing is yeah. is that uh, my buddy zach in the uk has 10 yeah wow like, and they're that's... all like super major or major level events mm-hmm. so yeah like, that's if you... he, he does the uh warhammer tournaments is that what he does yeah, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, a guy I know Charlie's part of that. That's cool. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like like if you're if you're someone out there listening, you're like, oh man, it'd be cool to to run tournaments. Like, dude, go for it. Like, yeah. strike while the iron is hot. Like right now is the time to get in the game and run an event. And like part of the reason why we did what we did was to um, chum the water, right? Like mm-hmm. we wanted other people to feel confident that they could do the thing because it's a financial risk and nobody wants to like you know lose thousands of dollars or more so like go for it man like all the data is showing clearly that if you have a good event that's professionally run or semi-professionally run that's in a decent location you're gonna get people so like do it go for it and you have a successful event you at least break even or make a little a couple bucks and, um, and, and the more events there are, the more people that are playing, the more people that are going to be open-minded to going to another event in the next town. So it's, it's, it's a compounding positive effect. Plus it builds up and makes interest, right? That's like what's going on in my area is you're trying to build a community and there's people that didn't necessarily take it too seriously, but now that there's a tournament to work for, they get hyped and just paint yeah. a little bit more and want to get more games in and, like and today, it's... I just had my wooden spoon. He came over because he wants to get better for my next <laughs> tournament. So he's like, can you show me something? I'm like, yeah, man, come on over. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. Like my, I have a very nascent scene. And um, for us, it's just having a league to play in that has galvanized the community. Like we went from having three players to now having 14 to 15 to 20 people who are all jazzed on AOS. And it's just from organizing anything. So it's pretty sick to be able to have those larger things to point to. I know one, there's like two tournaments that I'm going to go to this year that I think are in their first years of happening. There's going to be Falcon in Moncton, which is run by Pete the Falcon. Um, He's popping something up. And um, then there's another one, the Batter Bison GT, which is in Winnipeg, Manitoba, which is in the center of, which is 20 kilometers away from the center of Canada and North America. And it's already has like, I think 50 tickets sold or something. Yeah, it's a 50 or 15 hour drive for me. Looking forward to that one. That's going to be great. I can't wait to see. Did you say 15 hours? 15 hours, yeah. I'm going to break it into two. I'm bringing the kids, too. So, bring the dogs. Put into perspective, like, what is a long drive for you? Anything over 12. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything that's a day plus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so, Reese, uh, what else you got on there? For yeah what's the next question i was, like, I was just gonna say like my cousins in australia they consider a, a over a day drive a long drive <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's where i'm at i don't know um my long so drive is same, driving to basil yeah like i mean it make i mean canada's the second biggest country in the world it makes sense right and there's more people in california than canada so long drives seem part of the deal along it with is. free health care yeah they're working against that but yeah um the the other data point on the same note that was interesting was how many events over 50 people have you participated in and that's an old old audience (laughs) 
David, oh, get out of here. Oh, man. Yeah. Not over 50 years old. <laughs> That's us, dude. Like, don't hate on our own fucking demographic. But uh, uh, the fact that there's a quarter of the people said they've been to five or more 50-plus event attendee AOS events in the last year is insane. Right? Like, oh, shit. Is that three, a last, the last year question? The last Damn. year. So three years ago, there was one event that was AOS that had 50 people. And now a quarter of the people that came to the, to the LVO that responded to the survey said Damn. in the last year, they've been to five or more 50-plus event or attendee events, which Basil says you've been to 10. How many of them had 50 or more people? Yeah, I was, yeah, uh, I was the five or higher. That's insane. Wow. That's in, that's insane that that many people will come to an event to play AOS. That's, that's extremely encouraging. Um, the next one is an internal data point, which, you know, it, we could we get to go over it since I brought it up. It'd be silly not to at this point, but it's next. how many FLG events have you gone next. to? In, um, no, <laughs> don't skip it. We'll skip it. <laughs> no, we're no, just no, kidding. No. I'm interested in that <laughs> because just... like, it, it speaks to LVO and it speaks to like how your events are run. And I want to know. So, and I, I actually, I have, I have an embarrassing question because I haven't been, are all the FLG AOS events and maybe, uh, do they use the same or a very similar pack or is it up to the TO? Um, that's a really good question. It depends on the TO. Um, that, that, that's a, the, the, to answer that question in depth would take a considerable amount of time, okay. <laughs> but, um, Cole's notes here. There used, there used to be a standardized pack for AOS and to my knowledge now there is not, um, and getting th- this whole organization runs on people coming in to help and, if someone's willing to do the work and they want to do, if they want to sail their ship the north instead of northwest, it's not a point you're going to fight with them about. You know what I mean? So help me God, if you go south, I'm going to fucking beat the shit out of you. Yeah, <laughs> right. right? And, like and I don't know. Um, I I I'm kind of old school in that way. It's like I I like I want tos to kind of build the the game that they want to play to a certain extent just because i feel like it's already such a, a hurdle to do that in the first place that like you know that's kind you of guys like tell me well i feel like t- at least for me i like, to me that feels like that's the that's the advantage like you're building your little you know kingdom that yeah, is, is fun for other people to come play in um and i like that to a certain extent just because and i feel like an aos stuff is similar enough to where like it doesn't matter all that much, but there's a couple well, have, things have a, that do. They have a, yeah, they have a theme, right? Like Grand Clash has like they want you to bring a narrative, like yeah. they want you to have a story for your army, and it's like very much high praise, and it's part of your overall score. Uh, du Bois has their own scoring system that they've been doing for a long time, and they've kind of built an area for that. Like so, these there's like a little bit of like caricature in all the tournaments that you want to attend, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Slaughter has free caricature. Characters whenever you drop people with big heads. <laughs> it has those in spades. Um, and then Slaughter, or yeah, Slaughter has free beer. So, you know, everyone has their thing. <laughs> and like, do you, do you guys feel like that opinion is representative of the AOS community in general? Yes. 
No. I feel like writ- oh, really? I feel like writ large, like everybody no, wants their own I'm, little. I'm saying, they can I'm from. saying no because you can't. I can't have that. I can't speak for the AOS community. I am oh. not coward. That. You're yeah, the community in, the, in the 40k <laughs> in the 40k community. There's a really vocal minority of people that scream for standardization and. Um, like I'm old school too, and like I'm like, if you reduce all variables, we're playing chess. So what, like, why, why don't we just play chess? If you really want to put on display who the best player is, go compete with Magnus Carlsen. You know, like, so it, it frustrates me, but maybe I'm just a fucking old school Only dude. Only if I had but... a vibrator in my ass <laughs> I was connected to a Bluetooth. Hey, you do what you got to do. I mean, within the confines of the rules, you do what you got to do to win, baby. <laughs> um, not, not that effective. Tried it. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm snorting. I'm snorting. That's so fucking funny. Uh, yeah, I think the only standardization think, we want would be like terrain. Other than that, it's, I don't pull your boat. And I, and I feel like that, but that reduces so many variables, right? Like terrain is the besides dice, the next biggest variable is is terrain. So. And at the end of the day, we'll give people what they want because my job is to give people what they want, right? But as an old school gamer, I, to me, going to a table that's unique and someone made it and it came from their heart, that means a lot to me. But we're moving towards StarCraft. Like every year it's getting closer to that uh, yeah. that point. And I don't know if it's good or bad. It's bad. And I think it's subjective. <laughs> it's bad. It's, I think it's subjective, but like I agree with you, Basil, that... I don't want to play on the same fucking map every single time. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that. I meant like more just for like the rules, <laughs> like oh. what the terrain does. So- I mean, like we, we play the, the GW standard, so to speak, um, rule pack, but there's still a lot of wiggle room and variability from one event to the other because of the nature of the game. And I don't know, man, like I think it's just like, I hate to keep saying I'm old, but when I came into the game, when you had a, a table, it was some dude made it and he had a vision because he read a fucking book or played a game or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is like, uh, you know, a scene from a book that I envisioned and they made the table. And when you get to play on it, you're like, oh, this is awesome. Reese, have um, you ever heard of Holy Havoc? It's like no, this Midwest tourney. So it, there's this Midwest tournament where this guy basically does fully bespoke boards with fully bespoke rules and it is bonkers like it would be fun to me dude dude it's supposed to be an absolute blast like you get to pick who you play like you call the table then like someone else can come play you if you want and it's this total shark's den of players and the hobby's insane so like if you ever like decide like you know what i'm gonna pick one aos thing to do and you're able to find it i feel like that would be right up your alley because it's super old school in its approach in that way where it's like the tables are bonkers it's called it sounds awesome to me. Because when, when I went to, when I started going to tournaments when I was a teenager, every single table was homemade. That was the only mm-hmm. option. Yeah. And so That's, and now yeah. everybody wants like fucking standardized terrain, which I'm not trying to dunk. I'm not trying to shit on it. Because yeah. I understand. I get it. I get. I do get. I totally get it. But it's just it feels like it. Lo- you lose some of the magic when you do that. But I yeah. I would I agree. I, I think. You hear that a more, probably a lot in 40k, right? Where the the terrain, I feel like the 
terrain and the angles the terrain creates on on the, any given table is a lot more impactful than it is in Age of Sigmar. Like you can still do obviously some wonky things with with terrain, but I don't know. That's not super fair to say, but I feel like that is like so fundamental to like, and especially because <laughs> infantry can still move through walls, right? In 40k, you can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, so, like, again, like, that that creates, like, a really, I feel like, just, like, a lot more dynamic play experience impacted by terrain than AOS has, where I feel like in AOS, you can, you can really just call a lot of terrain impassable and just be like, deal with it, it's impassable. And, like, you minimize a ton of, like, ambiguity and, like, how stuff can function and interact with it and stuff like that. And it's, like... Maybe not quite as fun, but it does work really smoothly. Whereas, like, I don't know if you could necessarily do that same thing in 40k and have the same effect. Which is which is funny because uh, let me jump to the part. Uh, give me one second, guys. I apologize, but like I'm trying to segue. There was a question in the uh, poll about impassable terrain. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I was trying to I mean, be smooth. It's really a, no, you uh, fine. It was an underhand so, lob, really. That's, that's right. That's so, what he uh, had random guest on. He's just still, Reese is still just jumping up higher and higher and higher. So he's like Jericho yeah. Sims. Give me, give me a break. I'm uh, <laughs> can't even see straight anymore. I'm trying uh, to buy you that's, time. That's not because of my age. That's because I've had quite a bit of bullets. Don't you dare talk about his knees. <laughs> if you start talking about his knees, right. he's gonna really complain. Oh my god! Don't even get me started, dude. But uh, uh, did you like the did you like the changes made to the terrain guidelines? For example, the addition of impassable terrain, ninety five percent positive for AOS. Ninety five percent positive on a poll is unheard of. That doesn't like, happen. What? So, like to your point, Basil, uh, that's a benefit for Age of Sigmar uh, terrain, like. Having terrain that just is there to like block line of sight and movement, extremely yeah. functional. For those that didn't know, I guess uh, there's eight pieces of terrain. The defender sets them up, but there's a guideline. There's a, a draw out of how the terrain needs to be kind of placed, but then you get to pick as the defender which two are impassable, which two are garrisonable, which two block line of sight. And then that's how you can determine. Then the attacker will pick the side. So you can't like make a perfect side because your attacker is just going to take it right so it, it encourages you to make more of a, a balanced board yeah and there, there is definitely some some wonky stuff you can do like i know um jordan get, on seasons of war he, his game against caleb like on realmstone was you know the, the train had a role that it played that i think you know was that's kind of part of the way the pack works so you go in knowing that but yeah you can still do like certain stuff like that but i think to your point like it definitely does encourage like kind of like a more fair balancing while still giving i like the defender having something to do <laughs> something to do because as mm -hmm. like a high drop like you can win that role and be like you know like i don't wanna i'm not gonna get choice anyway so like this this role isn't hugely important so i'll take defender and i'll like at least be able to mess around with the train a little bit versus if an event's just like, here's what it looks like. Here's what all the mysterious is. You're like, Oh, I guess I don't pick defender because that's already done for me. Basically. But, 
Yeah, it was neat. It was I. I honestly, of all like the tournaments, I like the LVO. Like what um, what Scott's doing with the yeah, AOS side good, of LVO. It's a good pack for sure. Yeah, it's a good pack. Mm. Yeah, he's he genuinely cares, and he's a good dude. Like, he's oh, been yeah. my friend for I don't even know how many years now. He's a really really good dude, and I trust him. I trust him to make good decisions. Um, we're lucky to have him, to be honest. He's the reason why the event is as successful as it is. So make sure you say hi to Scott Reed next time you see him. He's a great dude, man. He does historical uh, reenactments too. What? Which is fuck- yeah, dude. He, Wait, like, which kind? Uh, <laughs> Renaissance. Wait, Renaissance? Uh, rena- yeah, Renaissance. Okay. They're good. Okay, we're good. Was that we're, a trick? Was that a trick we're question? Back. No, it was. It was. It was. It was <laughs> no, it wasn't. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Oh. Just Tristan. Just Tristan. <laughs> Nazi all day. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just connected the dots. I was like, why would you ask me that? <laughs> He's just really into no, the Germans. He... I don't know what it is. He's really into the uh, whole no, They do they do Renaissance reenactments with like halberds and stuff, and it's it's super cool. That's, um, so anyway, to answer the original question, because we we went off track, which is cool, <laughs> and, and I don't mind. The next best, the next not. most uh, <laughs> yeah. was uh, Las Vegas team tournament was the second most attended event, which makes sense because you need five people to go. Yeah. Um, the best question though, and this was the exact same response at 40k, was which style of game do you play? This has nothing to do with the LVO whatsoever. However. Games Workshop has always taken a stance that like tournament players are uh, rare, like, you know, five leaf yeah. clover, like weirdo thing. And like all the data I've gathered over 10 years of doing polling has shown the exact same thing. Getting a hundred percent response in any poll is it's insane. Usually one person will answer the opposite just to troll. A hundred percent of the people said they only play match play. <laughs> like, yeah. So all this other crap they put in these books is a waste of space and ink. <laughs> Narrative play, wow. go for it. Open play, Games Workshop. No one fucking plays open play except twelve year olds who don't read the book anyway because they're playing open play. They're making shit up as they play. It's. It, it was astounding because in 40k, which we had a 1,200 person event, a hundred percent said they play match play. That's like I would have thought one person would have said no, just to be a like a douchey. And next year we will get that because I said this, but it's insane. Well, like was, the fact that that, that their their policy is based around a minority of people playing match play is literally insane. It's wrong. It's stupid, and I hope they change their stance because it just it it defies logic and reason. Well, that, that's just, the joke they always say: is rules don't sell models. Like bullshit. <laughs> you come up with a couple jank models, like with War Scrolls, and they're instantly sold out. So yes, you, rules very much dictate what sells. They absolutely like the coolness of the model and the way and the rules sell it. And you would think if their position was right, that we would have an inverse ratio, right? Maybe it's eighty twenty their way and then it's uh uh 80 20 our way but that would still mean that at least 20 percent of respondents would say that they play open or whatever like make shit up play i just 
I hope someone there that can do is rational can look at the data and say like, okay, we were wrong and move on. But whatever. Uh, did you like player place terrain in Age of Sigmar? Uh, 77% positive. Yeah. I found that surprising. I thought there'd be a little bit more dissent on that. but 77% is overwhelming yeah. majority. Yeah. So, like, yeah. talk to me talk to me about that. What do you guys think? Like, Because I've been hearing a lot from UK players that there's a big push for standard maps, like StarCraft shit. Like, what... Tell me, like, you guys talk to me about that because you know better than me. Well, like, it, like Basil mentioned, like, it can be used against an army. So people can have butthurt feelings about that. And I think probably maybe more in England where it's a little <laughs> bit more cutthroat. <laughs> Dude, just fucking throwing bows left and right. Good God. I'm going to be you there want... in a couple months. So, you know, I'm going to have a warm welcome at the airport. But so, are, I mean, are, am, are we crazy to look at this data and say we're on the right track? Like, what do you um, think? No, I, I think that. So, I think that player place terrain is really impactful for the very small percentage of people who want it to be really impactful. And it's just kind of like it exists for, for a decent number of other people. Um, I think player place terrain is its own little kind of microcosm skill less so than it is in 40 K, but like it does exist a little bit. And I think sometimes, you know, just like that added complexity can, can, you know, not be people's favorites. Um, but I always go back to like, I like the variety. Like to me, I don't know if I would always want to play player placed. I don't know if I always want to play like preset either. So like, you know, I don't know, Nash counter, any, any of these events where like, you know, terrain is kind of like set in locations that you're just sort of shifting it around just kind of, um, based on where objectives go and stuff like that. Like, I enjoy that, and and the train there is is absolutely lovely, and I appreciate it for what it is. And I don't know if I would want that to change. So that's a, that's a long way of saying like, I imagine it's true. <laughs> I also imagine it that if you had ran a standardized train placement map and had asked, "Do you like standardized train placement?" You probably would have gotten like seventy seven percent of people saying yes too, because most people will like kind of what's in front of them if it's done well. And I think this is a pack that does player place train well. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting because we got similar results. I'm sorry. Uh, did I interrupt you? Well, no, I, I would say you, you go. My, my point will stand no matter what you say. <laughs> Cause we got similar results in 40 K and the, the very, very vocal opponents are like the elite players. Um, so I, I'm like, English. we're in a quandary, right? Because steering this ship is like turning the Titanic, right? Like you, mm -hmm. you, it's very difficult to change and it's very expensive and it takes a lot of time and money and, um, labor. <laughs> it costs a lot of money and it's bound to fail. <laughs> what yeah. kind of reference is it? <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. Dude, you're talking to somebody who's been through fucking, I don't even know how many editions of both games. And like, what, like you make terrain that you spill your guts into making. Mm -hmm. And then like three years later, they're like, ah, you're an idiot. And I fucking hate you. This terrain sucks. Do you want us all to have a horrible time? And you're like, what the fuck? Like, like what just happened? So it's, 
Yeah. So like making decisions at the level that we're at is really difficult because it's like, we look at the data and the majority of players tell us one thing. And there's a vocal minority of people who are elite players who are extremely informed, but they're not the people that pay the bills. Right. So you can understand that the challenge it's like, okay, you know the game better and I want to weight your decision a little bit higher, but you're being an asshole, so fuck you. But also, <laughs> like, the average person that pays the bills that helps make this whole thing happen told me they're happy. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to make a big decision to change, that means that manufacturing equipment is offline for 20% of the year. That means I have to pay people a lot of money to build it. And that means that labor, 20% of my labor for the whole year is gone. That's a tough decision to make, right? It's not like, oh, yeah, you're right. Let's do it. And then the GW changes the rules. And uh, now all the things we made suck, you know. So we want to be responsive. But at the same time, it's not easy to change. It's very, very difficult. No, I think your point of trying to shift a steam like uh, like boat to try to turn it is a good one and a good allusion to what this is. My my real thought is that this pack implemented it well because they gave kind of like the best of both worlds where it, it gave players who don't have that buy-in for the player place terrain being like, oh, I have eight places I have to fill. I have eight pieces. Okay, this one can go there, this one, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but then the people that want to have that upper level of thought and whatever they can then obsess over that and figure it out on the fly or plan for it and practice doing it because i know i know a few people who actually did practice the placing of the terrain for their army like in the different battle plans that were available and it's just it's nice to give that option for people for their buy-in levels and i think this is what's implemented well because like it has the ability for people to go up and down in skill and so yeah. if you if if you were me, what would you guys do? No. Right? Like, I would keep doing the player place terrain, but with a map. Like to me, that's kind of um, the ideal. What do you, so, what do you mean by that specifically? Like, what is by with a map? What does that mean? Like, you can deploy terrain within a given sphere. So the way the the AOS, um, so AOS player place is usually in conjunction with also a map that gives you a spot on the map that terrain has to go, but it doesn't tell you what piece has to go there. And it also doesn't tell you what, like, you know, keyword basically you're giving it to it to kind of use a 40k term. Um, I don't know if 40k does player place like that, but that's the way that it is done in, in AOS. And it lets you just kind of like fill in the circles to a certain extent, but it also lets you like, you know, if, if two pieces are sort of like a little bit longer, skinnier, tall things like little mountain ranges, you can put them in the middle as kind of like a little bit of like a, you know, an alleyway. If you have an army that would perhaps enjoy that terrain placement. Um, so I, I think that works. I think if you did standardize too, it would it would work. I think a lot of it, it and it's hard because like in AOS, I want to say it doesn't matter but i don't actually mean it doesn't matter just because i think a lot of the time like it should look cool and then you can mm-hmm. just very easily make things work in aos and not have to really try too too hard 
I know there's people out there that are going to hate that comment, but like, it's kind of true. Cause like you can make stuff in passable and it solves a lot of problems. Uh, in, in the way the AOS train rules are written, it creates yeah. uh, other additional ones, but it also solves a lot of them. Yeah. And I think that like how that was implemented. So you have your spots that you have to put a piece of terrain. It doesn't tell you what the train has to be or rules it has is a good way to people to have people flex their skill and to have people have the option of just switch your brain off and make it look pretty or both. I, I think yeah, that, uh, the complaint a lot of the time, and you can correct me if I want, is that like it can sometimes add an additional weight to the sort of rock, paper, scissorness of Warhammer games in general. So like you can, you know, if you're playing all stone horns into something that doesn't like to play stone horns, and then you also win that train roll off and you're able to like, you know, just like give you a ton of free lanes to push stone horns right into their whole army. Like it's like, okay, it's like that, that it does kind of exacerbate that in some ways, but like, I think it's balanced out a little bit because it, is the opposite in some ways too, right? Like you get a shitty matchup, but you you win the defender role and then you can put terrain. So it's like, it's helpful to you. And I, yeah. I tend to like them more maybe, but I don't know. I like to just I, play like, Warhammer. So uh, <laughs> <to> terrain, <laughs> to the terrain is not really something I'm stressed about all that often, to be honest. No. And I think for an organizer of a large event like that, you're getting people who are interested in attending a large event. So it kind of weeds out some of the people that might take longer to do it. And it also gives an option for, if a person's not interested, they just slap it on the board and it makes it so you don't have to set all the terrain, every game. So that saves time between rounds. It saves, um, manpower, like all that. Yeah. Manpower big time. Yeah. I mean, it's like, as you scale up, uh, challenges like that become exponentially more challenging. So, yeah, like, like some of the feedback we had was like, oh, if you just did it like my local guy who has, you know, 20 people. And I'm like, dude, we are not judges the are working their they're working their balls off and like resetting every table every round is it's not realistic. So. Yeah. But you, you guys' feedback is on point and it's hilarious how much it mimics. 40k like it's uh so similar um yeah it's it's challenging right like anybody who runs events of any uh, significant size understands terrain management is the shittiest part of the job mm -hmm. it's it's a necessary part of the job but it, it genuinely sucks and it's also the most cost <laughs> usually of tournaments as well dude people don't understand that it makes it makes growth on an event a negative like you lose money on growth yeah which is which is you, an insane thing to have to be right it's like oh but people don't make, people don't oh. get that it's like Crazy okay money. if everybody pays 100 bucks times two divided by the rounds that's how much money you have to spend on making a new table of terrain they only have five bucks <laughs> like, yeah. okay cool man like what how shitty of a terrain set are you gonna make and it's and it changes every three years anyway that, that that's big, my problem big shifts. that's my problem to deal with but it's i appreciate you guys feedback and we want to give you the best possible experience but i just wish i wish i wish games workshop would settle on one set of rules for the terrain and leave it there 
so that people could get creative and go back to the old school, like where you have like, I'm going to make trees that have real leaves on them. And like, I'm going to have Elven tower and it's going to be amazing. But now it's like, you, you're dude, you have to look up the Holy Wars events. Like I put a link in the chat, um, in our chat for you. Yeah. You have to look this up. Cause that is literally two of their tables. <laughs> I, and I, I'm all, I'm, a, I'm here for that and I'm about it. But like, imagine yeah. if, if like, if, if what you were doing changed every three years, yeah, no. You're in. You you, would, you the incentive becomes to make the shittiest possible terrain. That that well, I shouldn't say shitty. The cheapest possible thing that accomplishes the current objective, and then changes. And like, imagine project forward what that looks like for events. It, it's going to look like. No thanks. You you take years to paint your army, and then you're paying on pink foam. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yep. And that's yeah, no. That's the environment that we're in, you know. Which is a do complete you, bummer. Do you think there so because of that kind of like cost of growth and and I think there is a lot of mechanisms of Warhammer that start to slow down when you get to these like extremely high number tournaments. Like I think LVO had 16 or close to it undefeated. And then you're already doing like a, a three round and there was a shadow round and there's a three round event on Sunday. Like as you continue to grow, like scoring becomes more difficult table, getting tables becomes more difficult. Like, is there a, a number of people where it's like, I don't know if Warhammer should, I don't know if there should be a Warhammer tournament that operates in as just like a Swiss open, you know, X number of round event at 2000 people really or 5,000 people or, or whatever it is. That's a really good question, and it's one we've asked ourselves numerous times, but human nature is to be the biggest and the best and the greatest and to go to the moon. And, like, you know, I want to build the biggest tower if I have to put an antenna on top of it. That's human nature, but the the math is on our side, thank God, like, where every level doubles. So from where we're at, you have to go twice, 2x, and... Um, so mathematically, it gets easier to do. But to answer your question specifically, the game takes too long to play, right? Mm -hmm. Like, my, the, my biggest complaint as a person who has been a fanatic of Warhammer since I was a child is how long it takes to play the game. So instead of saying we should have smaller events to accommodate a a rule system that is burdensome. Perhaps we say instead, if you want to play a casual version of this game, you play 10 million points. If you want to play a competitive version of this game, we play 1500 points or 2000 points or whatever. Yeah. That is the more logical decision to make instead of saying, I want a spectacle for this amazing product that I've made that inspires people to spend hours of their life at home in their basement or whatever, thinking about dreaming about painting this thing instead of limiting that person, I should limit the rules of the system that we're operating within. Right? Like mm -hmm. to me, that's infinitely more sensible 
than saying, um, hey, we could have a, a million person event, but instead let's have a hundred person event because the rules are bloated. Like, yeah, no mercy. I feel like the horse is in front of the, or the cart is in front of the horse, you know? So hmm. if, if 10,000 so. people want to come play AOS, let's play, let's do it. Let's find a way to do it. Shout out to MCP and Shatterpoint. <laughs> oh, full circle. I walked right into Whoa. that one. Damn, get dunked on. But no, yeah, does, that, does, that make, does that make sense to you? Like, uh, do totally. you think I'm being... No, um, I, so I think <laughs> I am biased a little bit because I am a little bit of a, just like an AOS fanboy, just because like I, I enjoy the game as it exists a lot, but I feel that way. It's hard to say because I've I got I started AOS. And I feel like it's just continued to get better and better. So like I've got more and more excited about it. There are definitely problems I see that it having. I think that in my experience, games of Age of Sigmar at least can be played very quickly if both people are on the same page and like dialed in. I do think that it's rough to say like the game just isn't balanced at 1200 points or, or whatever point limit you want to say, because like, it's true. The game should not just be unbalanced at 1200 points because if it was, you could have 1200 point events. And mm-hmm. like, I, I think people naturally want to play with all their toys, but like you have the growing pains and then it's just, this is the standard and you kind of go from there. Every, every poll we've ever done in uh, 12 years, if people could have more points, they would take it. Yep. Yeah. So, so I think there has to, like, it has to come from GW to say the standard is 1,500 points. So That's there fair. was a brief, the brief, there was a brief period of time in 5th edition when it was the Wild or, I'm sorry, 5th edition of 40K, when it was the Wild West. And, like, we were the only show in town that was running more than one event. Mm-hmm. And we ran events at 1500 points. The rounds were 90 minutes and we had a like 85% finish rate. Crazy. It's insane. Like the, the, the rate of time to completion to points is not linear. It's exponential. So if we had a scenario in which we all agreed that 1500 points was ideal, we could carve at least an hour off the time. Crazy. Why do you... I'm sorry, my cat is fucking. No, no, we all got cat butt. It's good. It's on episode. Let's nice. get some cat butt. Nice. No, yeah, I, but, I, like, I, I agree. It, for the hardcores, for the hardcores, we could have a, a 12 round tournament in uh, two or three days, depending on the point limit. If we just decided to have less shit, but people just won't do it. So, like, an authoritative figure has to say, this is it. This is it. We're playing 1,500 points. And then that's it. It's it's probably equally as hard for them to say that to you, right? Because they they want you to have more shit. (laughs) They want you to have more shit. So they're like, of course you should play with more shit. But when we were the ones calling the shots, everybody shit on us because they're like, oh, you're not GW, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, do you think I want to be here? Do you think I want to be the one taking all this shit and anger? I, yeah. I, I made this hobby because I love it. When I was a little kid, I made a fucking 
thatched roof on a house for my fantasy games that I cut out of cardboard each shingle with my mom's uh, scissors that she used to do um, to make to uh, make dresses shears? or whatever. Yeah, man, yeah. good shears. <laughs> yeah, she got pissed at me because I, I, I blunt because I blunted them, and I was because I was cutting. Co- yeah, that that's why I'm here. And you're like, do you want me to yell at you? I don't want you to yell at me. Like, it, just, <laughs> it pisses me off. So like, they need to be the ones to say, 1500 points is ideal for tournament play because it is. Mm-hmm. I have data to show it. For both game systems, and it's, it just pisses me off. Like, oh yeah, but I want to play with all my toys. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, I get it, but the game takes too fucking it long does. to play. It does well, take too long. Get, getting getting back to data, do you have any more data points that you were like? Oh, I'm to sorry, chat guys. about. I always I always talk too much. I apologize. No, it's fine. No, it's I talk and dating all the time. <laughs> it's a it's my curse i am I, I just like to talk too much um no we're this this is good i'm just trying to focus a conversation back into a linear path for our listeners to you. enjoy and after you, you did a lovely delineation so and fuck then, off and then reese when talked about made a titanic reference and then tristan said <laughs> the steamboat and then i had to figure out if the titanic was steam driven and it was I told you. Uh, that was the large. I'm not. I'm not shooting from the hip, Dayton. Okay, uh, two, two, two steam about. engines and one steam carbine combined. They produce forty six thousand horsepower and consume six hundred tons of coal a day. See, I, I wonder not, sometimes I why you don't know talk. That. <laughs> and then, uh, so we, we already covered the one question. <laughs> we'll jump to the next one. Okay, so this is a good data point. Which system do you normally use for terrain? Player placed 48%, but I think there's a bias towards the fact that people that come to the LVO are practicing the system so we could, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, terrain set by the TO, 34%, 18% said terrain maps, which was interesting to me because all the people I talked to from the UK are like, I might, the only way to play Age of Sigma was with terrain maps. And forgive me for being shitty in my accent, but... I was gonna say, which part of the UK is that, Dan? Yeah. I'm, I'm it's from uh, um, this episode. We're just shitting on England, our third yeah. most largest listener for podcasts. I love you, but we're shitting on you. Just blame me. Just blame me. But like, sure? if only eighteen, Respect. if only eighteen percent of the total respondents said that, and of course, people coming from the UK, it's gonna be harder for them to get to LVO. But one in five mm-hmm. people said that they want set terrain maps. Even adjusting for bias, that tells me that the UK scene has a voice that's disproportionate to what's actually representative in the community. I could be wrong. But well, in the North you, American community. If you think about it, <laughs> terrain maps make it so people don't have to think more. And people like, no, oh no, God. think, think. I right? would like to say that I do not it share. Gives you more feelings. time to think about fish and chips. Wow, England. <laughs> and a many pleasant. People in England. I, listen, I didn't say people in England don't think. I just repeated it. Oh. I, you know, I love England. I go there all the time. So. Oh yeah, rub it in. It's fine. Well, I have family. I have uh, a lot of my the people that taught me to play Warhammer were my family in England. So. Oh, yeah. mm. That's right. Your cousins, right? Yeah. I was there. In Warhammer, Cambridge. That's where I learned how to play Warhammer. Right. Anyway. Beautiful. Uh, well, that's uh, the most important. Yeah, when I was I don't know twelve, I went to go visit family. No, not I, that. I meant the, I meant the thing from the survey. <laughs> Let's not talk about his knees again. No. <laughs> Fuck you guys. 
<laughs> but the most the most important statistic, did you have fun? Yes or no? Or, I'm sorry, it's, it's not a yes or no question. It's a, a graded scale. A hundred percent of the people said they had fun, which literally we've never had that in 12 years of running events. A hundred percent of the people said they either had a good or great time. So thank you, Age of Sigmar, for being Heck. awesome. Double That's, turn. Double turn. Double, double turn. turn. <laughs> I've talked so much shit on the double turn and Yeah, and you're fucking wrong, Reese. <laughs> yeah. I obviously I am. Like clearly I'm wrong. Clearly. Uh next one, how do you feel about uh, terrain again? Because we're obviously that's Oh yeah, it's a pretty big focus. We... You guys had your friggin' hoagie well, this is what it looked like on stream. You had your big hoagie buns that you put on the table. It's like some lettuce. Like there's just like a nice big sandwich worth of terrain that you threw down. That was the theme for twenty twenty three. I'm glad you recognized it. It was called the Hoagie the Hoagie Express. Hoagie Express. Straight to your mouth. I didn't put any wieners on the table, you're welcome. No, that would be spotted dick. Uh, okay. Nice. Oh wait, he's Which a is an actual it's that's actual food in England. Are we talking about U boats? Another Nazi reference in this episode? Oh, oh god, god. Dayton, get your head out of it. Nazis. Where are we going? Fingers and mash. I don't know. We could go on. Sixty four percent of the uh, attendees said that they had a pot of it positive experience, but only twenty five percent said it was amazing. Um, oh. No one said it was horrible, and then one in ten, roughly, said it was negative. So, again, the biggest area for improvement is terrain, and that's why I want to talk, like, yeah. opinion like your guys's. Like, the majority of players said that it was it was good enough, but our goal isn't good enough. It's to be great. Hmm. Only one in ten people said that it was shitty, which I would like that to be nothing. So lots of room for improvement there. So it's, it's, it's like a mixed signals. Like, you know, I don't, that's why I was hoping you guys give me some insights. Cause I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, <laughs> so what do we do? Do we do set maps? Do oh, we do, boy. I don't know. Well, I think it was it's more entirely too much power to give this rough collection of individuals. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys aren't dictating. I just had a it's, a, it's, a data, it's a data point. I just had, a, I just had a haircut. I don't look that rough. Do you, do you guys do you guys see how hard this is? Like, what the what yeah. the fuck am I supposed to do here? It's tough, bro. Um, Basil, what do you think? Or Basil slash Dayton, what do you guys think could be like the main improvements he could make if it was like by a piece specific thing, like what you saw on the table themselves? Like, what would you like to see those replaced by to make a more enjoyable table for you to look at and play on? Cause like I got ideas, but I was just looking at through a camera. Like, what do I know? Uh, sorry, I suppose. Oh man, I can go. Um, variety made me like think about this a little bit. That was all. Was it variety or was it like the Vari variety like, in what way? Um, there was six maps used for three hundred or for one hundred and fifty tables. Six maps, as in like six sets. There are six different yeah, six, there sets are six of different terrain. sets of maps, and for the most part, the terrain as well, right? So, if you were to play the five games, you could potentially see the same thing over and over again. Yeah, but if you had standardized maps, wouldn't that be a repeated? Like okay. Maybe the potentiality for that would be increased, right? Right. 
but it was yeah i i just think it's more of just like uh the variety of the like the theme of the terrain the variety of the pieces versus like yeah. the placement and the height and yeah, the size exactly. and stuff yeah that's I mean, a- so you guys you guys would prefer the same shit different aesthetic exactly mm-hmm. i think so okay. because like there's a basic kind of like people have been going with like two sets of trees a couple of big ass pieces um and then four more other which aren't which aren't huge but like you can get models on are kind of like the general goal that the, i have whenever i build a board now because the rules don't change right no. we can dictate the rules to any piece of terrain it's uh so it doesn't really matter what it is because you can just assign that label to it and as long as both people understand that it's fine I think it's just more like just what it looks like thematically, I guess. Because we're lame like that. Oh, <laughs> no. Look at it's something fine. pretty. Yeah. Want to look at something pretty. Um, ideally, um, like you have kind of like some height to it on like, at least a couple pieces. And yeah. like to me, it's like you want things that you have to go around is another thing. Because with AOS, since the terrain isn't so much like you care about the levels and it cares about like all the true line of sight and all that jazz compared to 40 K it's more about the actual blocking of pathways and stuff. Like we don't want TTS level of terrain, but um, we want to speak for yourself. I want it all in a box and I just press a button and it just flies out of the table. It clicks. It's beautiful. But no, like, like, and there's like a lot of room for freedom with, uh, with AOS as opposed to the other game system because we don't need as much of the line of sight and hide my troops and bullshit like that. So it's kind of nice. So you can have a lot more freedom in your terrain that you place. So Dayton, you're given a little bit of an impossible mission, which is just make more different shit. If he's trying to, um, I just want cans of beer on my table. You want DVD towers? <laughs> oh, shoes. Player, fucking... I want player placed cans. Oh, my nineteen ninety one Airwalks. Um, so... we used to do beer hammer, but uh, very quickly realized that was a liability and stopped <laughs> doing it. Um, so What's that? I, I don't. I don't know if I. I have any like sweeping, but so the thing I would say is like the the things that get me in train is like stuff you can't put models on. So like there was a couple pieces where it's like the aquarium it's like a bunch of like little like aquarium flowers and like a thing and you can't set stuff on top of it so if you don't make that impassable or garrisonable which it's another impassable you, you could it requires like rules. an additional level of, of thought there or i guess just kind of like more i don't know I'm just going to say, like, that's one thing I don't like. I don't like when my models fall off the, the terrain. I realize that's impossible. But I like um, stuff that is relatively easy to do. <laughs> yeah, this is... Let me ask you guys a question, right? Like, at what point do we get to 2D terrain? Never. 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 So then, do we have fucking... Uh, Roblox, where it has to be like uh, oh. fundamentally. Oh, you want it like more of like a oh, like cubic. Legos? Oh, that might be fun. Build your own. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, I... if you can't have a curved, <laughs> just a box of Legos at the table, and you like 
you and your opponent race to build the terrain first. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I know what you mean, Reese. That like everything has to have like a set like kind of like level to right? it, and like might be tiered for you to be able to get onto. And my answer to that is no. Or with your maps, you designate that these pieces are the ones that are the like. This has to be the impassable. This has to be the like um, trees that you have on your table that you can't shoot through and shit like that. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah, or is that something that's that you think would be bad for? that or do you think that would be something that would just work itself out when it comes to player pacement i just have a hard time because like in my opinion man like part of the beauty of any given tournament is like the the way it does its weird intricacies because like i played a ton of tps over the pandemic and like Mm -hmm. that is what i imagine when people say standardized terrain where like there is a setup that this terrain is in and you become it becomes like very just sort of like I don't know. It was it's a play experience that I ne- didn't necessarily appreciate. Like getting to know like one specific set of terrain that well over that yeah. many games. Like it got more stale to me than playing in person and like setting up terrain to like look cool. Um, so I, I like that. I think boards should look cool first and foremost. And then you build rules into the pack to make sure it functions in AOS, which is not impossible. So to me, I would lean to like almost like more. Like I think there's like more different stuff and you can make it player placed. And if people want to be very specific about it, they they can be. And, And I think you just make the pack very clear about that stuff if games workshop isn't going to write better terrain rules which i think they absolutely should do because the terrain rules in aos are not very good there's like a lot of nope. stuff about it that's just not good so it's like Garrison. make better terrain rules and then we can have better terrain <laughs> in the game and everyone will be happy if if games workshop isn't going to do that i think unfortunately like so much stuff it falls on on the hands of you know the overworked and underappreciated tos of the world to just like hey make this work um i think that's easier in aos specific to terrain than it is in 40k where i think it's a bigger issue in general like i i think if aos tables look full you're you're good and and they're not uneven i will say like you can't have a you know two foot by two foot pyramid on one side and three tiny stones on the other like if it's if it's relatively full and relatively symmetrical, like I think you are golden, and then it can look different, and everyone's happy. Yeah, I think that's a fair, a fair assessment. Like, it's incumbent upon the TO to make sure that it's fair. But then, when you're trying to hit a moving target, it's not, it's not fair. Like, and GW can't change the, the dang rules every two seconds, and then also dictate that people can't make their own rules up for terrain i mean i think there there is a a question maybe that is like should you know the anti-capitalist and me hate saying this but like is it a situation where gw should just make terrain where it's like here's your here's your terrain that you have to play on it has to be affordable it has to be right it it definitely does and like and to me like that that gets so that'll be so boring and also so hard to do right they already I don't do wanna, so little, right? If I want right. to play StarCraft, I'll play StarCraft, right. man. Like, the, the magic of a tabletop game is creativity. Mm-hmm. 
And that, like, and there's there's a push from the top echelon of tabletop gamers for standardization, which I understand. I, and I'm not dunking on. It's because it makes not, a better I, product, I think, and it, a lot. No, it, it makes it. <laughs> it makes it a better makes product it to, to, I think, showcase in a way that is advantageous to the people at that echelon of players. No, it makes it easier to win the game. That's uh, one. okay. Because yeah, that's yeah. one. The the second biggest variable in a game is terrain. Dice is one, but yeah. you you can control that if you're a shady individual. Yeah. Two is terrain, right? If you knew every map going into every game and it was identical, yeah. every list would eventually look the same. Yeah, you get people right. who are repping out games specifically for those maps, and all of a sudden, yep. like you get your little idiosyncrasies. It's like the same with any kind of like online shooter or any yeah, kind of like team totally. combat game. Yeah, totally. yeah, I feel that. When, I, when I'm playing Team Fortress Two, yeah, which some of you guys don't even know what that is. Hey, if I'm playing on a specific map, I always play sniper because I can always go in one spot and blast everybody. Mm-hmm. And that is why, and a lot of them don't realize that that's why they want that it's it's below the conscious layer it's one more thing that they have control over yeah right and that's i think why the data shows us year after year that the average person wants variety because it stimulates them in a different way and a person that is trying to control the environment without maybe realizing that they are wants less variables like if i could tell you Every single game, you'll get, instead of rolling dice, you'll get a two, three, one, six, five, four, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You would create a list that would take advantage of that. And then every other person that was attuned to that would make the same fucking list. Yeah. And, that, I, and like, yeah, I can see uniformity breaking out pretty easily with that. Yes. Yep. Yep. And I don't know, I'm like, I'm trying to think of whenever it comes to terrain placement specifically. Um, where the happy medium is and in my for for example if you had only line of sight i'm sorry and i I apologize for no no no, go for it if you had only line of sight blocking terrain Mm -hmm. and there was a shit ton of it long range shooting armies would become less viable right yeah obviously yeah exactly if you had a, a if you had a table where it was the same terrain on every table and it made it so that uh, melee armies could advance up the board. Everyone, would, all the best players would start playing melee armies. Crossbows, stocks up. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't think that it's good for the game to do this. No. It's... And like, it's one interesting point is that the um, world championship teams, they have terrain maps. And I know in L. In 40k, they have terrain maps that then they also have the like density of the like is what's one of the shifting points is like you have more terrain or less terrain and then you're able to then pair your armies into that. But everybody still practices with that, so I think you're raising a really good point that whenever it comes to the top echelon of players, and Basil, you also made a good point that the um shit, what was it? Uh, that the that's what that I'm saying. What a, was it? <laughs> What was it <laughs> that it was the, it, that it's the product that these players are then able to use to sell themselves to others and to make themselves known 
as something that's either a conscious or a subconscious moment for them whenever it comes to how much they want this this like specific like they, terrain map. They need to win. They need to win to sell what they're selling, right? Yeah. Like and there's also this other thing where it comes to people who are lower on that rung of um, understanding of the game. For them it's like, oh, I can practice on the terrain map and do a little bit better but they're not the ones that are trying to sell themselves to others. And it's also easier for the players themselves who don't want to have to think they just walk up terrain there. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. And like I, I've, whenever I've run tournaments for people who don't play the game much, I always do like preset terrain to make sure that the maps are something that they'll be able to get a fair game on. Thank God. Yeah. I don't have to be a good player to sell this podcast. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, it's a question that runs way deeper than it at first appears, right? Like, because mm-hmm. people are like, oh, why don't you just listen to the best players? So I was like, bitch, I used to be a best player. I understand everything that they're thinking. And you like, if you could stop rolling dice, you would. Like, if yeah, you if age. I could get a four, if I could get a four on every single die roll, I'd win every game I ever played because I'm playing chess. Then just play chess, you know, like. Yeah. It's 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 the it's the equation of chess on one end of the scale, shoots and ladders on the other the other end of the scale. Shoots and ladders is is purely random. Chess is absolutely unrandom except for who goes first. Which, by the way, the player that goes first wins five percent of the time more often. So you have to ask yourself the question: What game do you want? Yeah. You know, and that and that's why I get in these fights with people like. Oh man, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, dude, I've been doing this for a long time, and I'm telling you, like the art, the artistry of the game is what draws people into it. Mm-hmm. If you have shit ass standardized terrain, less people will start playing the game. Thousand percent, fuck that shit. And it's and funny. To be fair, I was just it, criticizing just for the simple fact of making conversation, but I was on the positive note of everything that was at LVO. So, and like, I think it's a pretty fair, like thing to take from you, Reese, because you're the dude who's trying to sell people terrain for God's sakes. Yeah. (laughs) Like if the dude that's trying to sell you the terrain is being like, well, it's actually better if we just have more cool shit along with this other, like I, I made some cool shit, but like you guys go make other cool shit. Like that's a really fair and honest point. Like, dude, I used to be a fucking play tester, man. I, I, yeah, before I was like, the rules, yeah. the rules <laughs> should let people be creative. It should let your team, like the point I always make on 40K, mm-hmm. I was like, their own terrain is shit for <laughs> playing 40K. Yeah. Is it? That's how disconnected it's right. <laughs> like if their own $200 set of terrain or whatever the hell it is, is horrible for playing the game, then you have a problem. Your terrain should be the best it should be so good for playing the game that nobody else wants anything else. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that's that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Like why why do this to yourself, kids? Come on. Yeah, and and the quote unquote best players get really stuck on the present moment, which is totally understandable. But you got to think forward and backwards. You know. Hey, fate waiver. Anytime, yeah. Any, uh, any other big points you want to bring up on the survey here, Reese? Uh, and again, I apologize for talking so much. Oh, that's what we kind of. That's kind of what we. The do. last podcast I was on was the same thing. I apologize. No, it wasn't. Uh, this is a way better podcast than that one. Fuck those guys. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was way more fun. Uh, <laughs> I see how it would is. you attend the event again? Uh, it was, let me see, 60 plus 25, uh, 85, 86% of the people said absolutely they would. Last question. Do you like the format where you play Friday, Saturday, and then you have Sunday to, to you know, do whatever you want, go out on Saturday night and, and drink? 96% yes. That's pretty wild. The walk all the way yeah. to Caesars. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Yeah, oh, that was horrible, dude. <laughs> We need to get a, a shuttle. Definitely. There's a question for you, Reese. Have you guys figured yeah. out a venue for next year yet? Do uh, we? There's no other venue besides the Rio for at least a year or two. For the size, yeah. Yeah, I could give you an in-depth uh, explanation, or I could just say that this is the only one that works right now. Yeah, for sure. That works. I heard the Rio's getting some upgrades, so fingers crossed. Because that's the main thing I've heard about people hating on LVO was that the Rio kind of sucked ass. It had weird peepholes in the showers and um, the flights the, the home rooms, sucked. The rooms are getting amazing, amazing renovations. I fucking hope so. The weird peepholes are weird, dude. <laughs> peepholes <Yeah>. is... <laughs> the peepholes, the showers was different. Long, long story short, there is nowhere else to go that wouldn't involve telling 150 AOS players I couldn't come. Yeah. Well, Fuck yeah, it. with all the Take Star Wars players that you have to fit in, and you're gonna have to, right? Shatter point. Checks out. Everybody matters, baby. Everyone is important. Except. Looks like I'll be getting another tattoo at the Rio. Hey yo, <laughs> tattoo at the Rio. My God. Okay, believe. Sorry for talking so much, guys. Like, why are you apologizing? <laughs> we asked you to come on here, you dingus. <laughs> I just feel bad. It's just like it's like such a complicated topic. Do you have any idea how many minutes I've listened to Dayton O'Bray talk? <laughs> a lot. I feel bad for you. You should. How, how many? I feel bad for his wife. How many? About him. I don't know. She's I don't a lovely that high. lady. All right. Like. Uh... It's fine. She can take a punch. Fuck yeah. She can. Um. Hey, uh, all right. Should we bowl the show? Do you got any other last thoughts here, Basil? Or Last thoughts? I mean, I, you know, I really, I really enjoy the LVO, LVO experience. Uh, I have every time I've gone. Um, it's kind of been always on on my tournament list. Um, I think that <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any any huge complaints. Really, I think that it's pretty impressive. There's as few sort of like delays as there was. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe just because I'm kind of old too, but like I remember, there used to be like problems with BCP all the time, and like just like there's always like something, something, something. And I, they had, you know, I don't know. It, it felt like it ran very smoothly, and for a tournament of that size, I always appreciate that. Um, I thought the tables on the side were really hard to find. <laughs> I had no, I had no idea they were over there until someone told me. Um, <laughs> So that yeah, and that's just me being an idiot, really. Love that there was a bar in the in the thing that was just like uh, perfection there. That wasn't that wasn't your fault. Like we had the lowest attrition we've ever had in twelve years, and I was throwing tables like literally out of the store into the hall. So that wasn't that was a that's a, a legitimate complaint. It will never happen again. Hmm. Like the side, the side tables shouldn't have been a thing. Gotcha. Uh, well, that was a mistake on our part. 
I had no idea. Um, yeah, it was a blast. More, yeah. I, I I highly recommend it. At least from an AOS perspective, I, I haven't I haven't played 40k at the LVO, but I I mean even having close to a thousand people, in my opinion, playing is like is just insanity. Yeah, and the 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 pairings themselves, walking from one table to the next, I couldn't even imagine. It's like 500 tables. Is yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Absolute madness. We we missed one table number in the 40k side, which is like a 0.3 percent error rate, and like 20 complaints about it. What? My table didn't exist, and I was like, "You're right, and that's fair." But the people that put out the numbers missed one out of 500. So, <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to? What am I supposed to do, man? Like, that's uh, let's bring it. I don't it's know. Like, put out all the fucking numbers, Reese. Like, what do you want me yeah, to do? Yeah, obviously. Like, <laughs> oh man, I was like, oh. "You're." It's a fair complaint. You're right. We were in the wrong. But like, yeah, it's fair. Uh, fuck off. But that's fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's I mean, good. Yeah, and... You got any shout outs, Reese? Yeah, let's wrap this up. Uh, shout out to the AOS community for being amazing, and for you guys bringing such. Uh, positive energy to the award ceremony, which, you know, we've always been weak in the award ceremony, but we're overwhelmed and I have to read a lot of names and, uh, the AOS community makes the award ceremony, which is one of the hardest parts for me personally, an absolute joy. So I can't say thank you enough. Like you guys are amazing and, uh, and you make it special and you make everyone there feel good and recognized and it really means a lot amazing basil Tur- what do you, who do you got whoa yeah. what do you, what do you got what like do you got what do you for a shout out outpouring of heartfelt thanks to the aos community and then you're just like basil let it rip um <laughs> well, you, you have a big heart man i don't want to tell you i feel like you can do something that's just as heartfelt and sweet I'm and gonna, if not well, then that's fine well just piggyback off of what reese said like it's yeah, just get just playing this get fucking. We're playing this nerd game, and it's a lot of fun, and we spent a lot of money to be there. So why wouldn't you cheer, like cheer for other people's achievements and something that we spend so much fucking time, on, so much of our free time on? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I think going to to ten plus, you know, events uh, is a testament to the fact that, like, you know, it's obviously, it's apparently, it's a pretty good time. Um, I, I think the oh, community yeah. is a is a big big reason for that. Um, I think it would, I would go to obvi- uh, way less if, if the, the kind of the community that is there and the, the games on the table weren't as fun as they are pretty much universally. Like I, I have very, 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 very few genuinely like not great AOS games. And I play, and I play a lot of AOS and I think that speaks a lot to the community, but mostly I want to shout out. My boy Karazai. Yeah. Dude's always holding it down. Ren three on his jaws, baby. This is gonna be his year. Probably <laughs> not though, nerd. honestly. It's <laughs> gonna be his fucking year. What about you, Tris? It's gonna be his year. Um, I wanna shout out Val Heffelfinger and his soft hands that um, caught several tough crowd members as they flew across the stage. Um, I want to also say the one complaint that the uh, that the club has is that you need to tape down those 
carpets and wires or whatever the hell you put on that stage. Yeah, when you got a bunch of when you have that much meat mass on the stage, it's oh, gonna so upset things. Oh, so you guys things. rushed the stage and fell. Fuck you guys. <laughs> no, 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 nobody fell. We're very light on our feet. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'm just saying, may, maybe put down some tape. Cater to us more, please. <laughs> yeah. Are you ten grand deep in that goddamn stage? What else am I supposed to do? Buy a five dollar roll of gaffer tape, dickhead. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Attention. You guys come and help. Fuck me. I send Dayton. Dayton. I fucking hate that, I hate that stage so much, man. That's the worst. When I'm on my balance sheet, I'm like, why? Why do we do this? It's the worst thing ever. You just, listen. You just need to get an inflatable lectern for yourself. Problem solved. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just get some elevator shoes. Who cares? Be great. Yeah. Professional, professional outfit that Las Vegas open with elevator oh. shoes. But yeah, no, really. Val, Val's Val's a big shout out of mine, and uh, shout out to Tyler Mangle who slid into my DMs today and made me giggle like a little schoolgirl. So that was good. That's cute. Yeah. Dede, who you got? Uh, a general sweep across for everyone that shows up to tournaments makes it awesome what, sweep the leg yeah uh attend more tournaments it's really fun we try to hammer that home all the fucking time you really don't get a sense of this game until you start attending tournaments and realizing that it's a blast to meet new people that like this game that you do and it's usually not intimidating you might find that rare person but they're not the majority your experiences are going to be very positive and uh, fuck England, I guess. The yeah, fuck England. <laughs> fuck England. Not, you won't hear me say that. Love you. Love you, boys. <laughs> Wales? Way better. England sucks to suck. Uh, thanks, Reese. Thanks for coming on okay. part of the All Points. Okay, yeah, thanks for <laughs> starting a uh, border war. It's good. Hey, you guys are a colony, so whatever, dude. <laughs> Listen, yes, you're in the fucking, you're in the Commonwealth. We got a holiday. We got a holiday. On you can talk shit. Fine. God, God oh, save man. the king. I hope he never gets put on my money. <laughs> you got the loonies and toonies, baby. Don't worry. Oh about yeah, it. we got animals. We're yeah, good. Enough for your timbits. Well, th- thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about ways we can improve for the AOS community. Yeah, Reese, I sure. really want to say thank you for coming, and um, I really appreciate you updating your passport. Good night. At the dawn I woke, I was alone, rising. I called upon the force of time and space, calling. And as she came to me, I fell back down. Thank you.